Hey, good afternoon. It is the 6th of Tavis. <clears throat> Want to keep things moving. It's Erev Shabbos. I got to cook some schnitzel. But um, a yom without Rabbeinu is not a day at all. So let's do some learning. Um, continuing in the story of the Ben Melech Uben Shivcha Shinit Chalvu, the exchange children. Um, yesterday we talked a lot about the whole idea of um, Chochma and Malchus. And the Kli of um, where the Aleph and the excuse me the Ches and the Nun right I saw Torah Aleph and it really hit me because that's where we're at. And then how his Bina allows him to be the Kli and standing by this person right and that we spoke about the little engine that could and how Rabenu is not the Mashiach but he brings the Mashiach right <clears throat> and he has a plan to put the tzaddik in the center of the garden, and then everyone can go in the garden, no problem. Okay, so he goes in. Cue scary music. Bum, 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 ba-dum, bum, 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 Right? This is like this is like a tense moment in the story, right? Have the music play in your head as I'm reading, okay? He went and he went into the garden. And immediately, as soon as they began to chase him, right, he began to, to receive the, the intense chokhmah. He went and he stood by the man, right, this statue of the previous king who brought peace, right, who's the demut of the tzaddik emes who's outside of the garden, standing, and because of this, because he stood by the man, he was fine, and he left in peace without any damage at all. Because other people, when they came into the garden and they got, they started to get chased, they started freaking out. They're just like, all the ideas and all the potential and all the koach and everything I could be I could be I could be a, a mountain climber. I could be a, a, a Rosh Hashiva. I could be a, an astronaut. I could be an entrepreneur. I could be a stock market genius, right? Right. What could I What could I be? Ah. But it, it, it most people it freaks them out. They can't handle it, right? It's too much potential. Hayuborchim and they freak out, and they ah and they run away. Vayumukim v'nilkam v'nilkim and they were beaten. And they were lashed because of this. I don't know who's beating and lashing them. But who, he, our hero, the Ben Melech Emes, who Yatsabashalim he leaves in peace and harmony. Um, um, uh, Shalva is like like an inner inner calm. Because he stood by the Tzadi, because he stood, he stood by this man, Hanal, mentioned above, right? He held himself close to the tzaddik, and he was okay. V'sarim ra'u v'samhu al sheyatzav v'shalom, and the, the the all the ministers, all the government, they saw this, and they were bewildered that he left in peace. V'zayt siva, and then they commanded Zeah ben Melech Emes, then the true son of the king commands likach ata adam hanal ulhamid oto bifnim betoch lagan. He so he commands them. So he he comes out of the garden. He gets it. I'm the king now. I'm in charge. I passed the test. I win. So he immediately right, and that's. Right, that's that's there are some people that just um have an ability to command a crowd. Right. Um 
I don't, you know, I don't, I don't get out much. So I'm not saying I know like lots of public speakers, but they're, they're, once again, that's the idea of like Esther Tilbash Malchut, right? That there's this, this, this power of Malchut. There's some people that walk into the room <clears throat> and you just kind of um, want to listen to them, right? Um, people that feel, you know, uh, a good rabbi, you know, the Rav at my shul, he kind of, he walks into the room and, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of like, that's, it's, it's, he's going to talk and you're going to listen and that's cool. And that's just like, that's the vibe, right? Anytime he wants to open it, wants to, wants to open up and start saying a Torah or share halacha or something like the whole room immediately, check it, you know, because he's got that, he's got that rabbinus, he's got that malchus, he's got that, that, uh, power in, in that setting. Okay, so when the, the Ben Melech Hamed comes out of the garden, right, he's assuming the role he, he, he right, that's, that's the thing about Malchus versus like Sraros, right? Sraros is like office, right? You've, you've achieved a certain office, right? That's what we have. That's what we have today. We have the, the Prime Minister of Israel and the President of America and etc. The Prime Minister of England, right? But Malchus is a different thing altogether. I saw the Queen of England once, um, who was a queen Elizabeth that just passed away? I I was in England for a few days in spring of two thousand and three. Yes, and before Shabbat, I went with a friend of mine to Buckingham Palace, and I went. I said, "Oh, it's the Buckingham Palace, okay, Shkoyach, right?" And I went and I saw. I said, "Okay, you know, yeah, I'm outside of the gate. I'm not like standing online and paying to do a whole tour or whatever. I just stand outside. Okay, I see it. Great Buckingham Palace, and we're just kind of standing around. You know, we're gonna basically just turn around." And then everyone says, the queen is coming, the queen is coming, right? And I'm like, queen, okay, whatever, queen. And she drives by, and she's got, hi, babies. So the so we're standing outside Buckingham Palace, and everyone's like, the queen is coming. And I'm like, the queen, what do I care, blah, 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 some, you know, fancy woman. You know, I'm from Connecticut, so I have I have anti, anti-monarchism sort of in my blood, right? Um... And, um, but she, she comes out in her car. She's doing that wave thing she does with the hand, the stiff hand. So the queen's doing that wave thing she does with the hand. And I saw her and I just, the queen, the queen, the queen waved at me, right? Um, she just had a power to her. That was, a, unfortunately, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't know there was a, a bracha you say when you see a, a melech. I would have said it. But, um, because there is a bracha that you're supposed to say when you see a melech. I don't know what it is. And um, that's, 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 uh, uh, that's royalty. That's real malchus, right? It's malchus of uh, the nations, whatever, but it's still, it's still the same, drawing from the same source, ultimately. Right? That the, the power of the king is in, in the, the monarch himself. Right? It's an office that he holds. He... he it's um, it is him, and he becomes it, right? Right, like it says, "Zachor is Yom Shabbos Akad Show." V'Shamer Bnei Yisrael to Shabbat la'asod Shabbat. Right, it says, "V'Shamer Bnei Yisrael to Shabbat la'asod the Shabbat." Says, and you should Am Yisrael should keep the Shabbat to do the Shabbat. So why the two different verbs? I saw in Kedushas Levi says, "Why V'Shamer and la'asois?" Right, <coughs> because you have to be Shomer the Shabbat 
in order to make the Shabbat. Right? Shabbat exists in the universe, in time, right? But it's up to us to show merit, to, to, to provide a, a vessel for it called Shmir Shabbat that will make the Shabbat, right? Um, in the same way that the king, he, he forms himself into the vessel, ideally, forms himself into the vessel of Malchus, and then he is the king, right? And that's what we see here as the, the Ben Melech, Ha'emet, comes out of the garden, that he immediately uh, comes out of the garden and, and knows how to speak. He commands immediately, comes out and tells the ministers what to do. He doesn't know who they are, they don't know who he is. He just does it, and they do it. Put him inside of the garden. So that's what they did. And then all of the other ministers were able to go into the gun. Right? And they went in and out of the garden without being harmed at all. Okay? And then the ministers say, just the same. Just the same, even though we saw from you this wondrous thing. Just the same. Right? Okay. So you pass this one test, but it's not. It's not enough that we could make you king just because you did one, uh, one awesome thing. There, there shall be another test, right? Amrula is a very dramatic, uh, you know, medieval times kind of novel. Amrulo, they said to him, "What's the test?" Right? We know we have the king, the throne of the previous king. The kise the throne is very high, very tall. Right? And and by the throne stands all different types of animals and birds made of wood. Parentheses. They are cut and affixed from wood. Belaz in, in uh, Yiddish. They're oishgeschnitzt. Okay? In front of the chair stands a bed or a couch. And by the bed or couch there is a table. On the table there is a menorah. Okay, so this sounds a lot like Yerushalayim. Right, the Kisei, of course, is the Malchus. And then there's the Mita, which is Shayach uh, to the showbreads. And then there's a table. No, the table is the showbreads. The, the menorah is the menorah. And the mitah would be the mizbeach, I guess. Eh? Eh? Okay, going on. Umina kisei tzim zarechim kavushim shakorin gishlagnin vagen. Gishlagine vagen. Right, so there's all these conquered pathways that lead out from the throne. These pathways are called gishlagine vagen. Vedrachim hem benuim bevinyan choma. And these these pathways are built in a kind of wall. Hainu gimoirite vegan. Gimoirite. I don't know that word. Okay. So there's the there's the conquered pathways, and the pathways are built in wall form. Benuim bevinyan. They're they're built in a building of a wall. Okay, and these pathways leave the leave the throne going in every direction. And no one understands at all. No one knows 
what is the Indian? What's the deal with this throne? My Indian Hakiseze. What's the deal? I mean, really, who sits on chairs anyway? Im Hadrachim. And these, these, all these uh, pathways. What's the deal with the pathways on the throne? I mean, come on, come on. Who puts pathways out of a throne? I mean, really, people. The Elu Hadrachim. Sorry if that went on a little long. Elu Hadrachim Shehem Yaitzim Umispashtim Lahalan Eze Shiur. And these pathways, when they are going and spreading out, as they go, whatever measure they go to, Omid Sham Zahav. There's a golden lion that stands there. And if a person will go and come close to him, any person, then he will open his mouth and swallow him. <coughs> this golden lion. And, and further above, from this lion meets Pashet Haderch Od Lahalan Yoser, right? The, the path spreads out even more. So too with all the other pathways that come out from the chair, Okay, so also the, another pathway that goes out uh, from the from the throne in a, in a different direction. He's also it's also like this that when it spreads out and it keeps going the pathway a certain distance, eventually we'll stand there some kind of animal, some kind of other type of animal. For instance, a levi, which I think is a lion cub, but I, I think in, in Rabbeinu's Lashon it means something else. Levi shall mean a metachot, made of all kinds of different metals. Okay, it's a lioness. Levi is a lioness, not a, not a baby lion. Kegon uh, levi shall mean a metachot, right, a many metal, some type of metal lion, lioness. Visham gamkain, and also there it would be impossible to, to come close to that animal. And further, the, the, the way spreads out even more. So too in every other direction. And these pathways, they spread out and they go throughout the entire country. And no one knows what's the deal with the Kisei. With all these different things. With the pathways, with the animals, what's the deal? All can... Therefore, you shall be tested with this. Right, solve the throne. Solve the throne puzzle. Right, it's like uh, King's Quest. That's Tetris. Everyone knows that. So they showed him the throne. They saw he was it was very tall indeed, as they mentioned above. So they went towards the throne. They looked and they thought. Bina, right? They did the Bina thing. Ah, interesting. And he saw that his throne was made of the eights of the box. Mentioned above, parentheses, what box? <clears throat> Meaning it was made from the vessel that he received from the forest man, right? The thing that you put on a behema and it, it sings, right? So let's see what happens. Right, he, he looks in the, in the wood and the patterns of the, um, of the throne, and he sees there's a space where a little rose is supposed to be, and it's missing. And if the throne had this this wooden flower, I guess, in it, the sculpture of a flower, it would have the power that that the the box 
the Hanal, Hainu parentheses, Hainu Akli Hanal Shaya Lo Koyachlin again Kshayu Menichim Otaal Ezamin Chaya Ovehema Of, right? He, he understood um, from his power of Bina that if he could put um, this the missing piece of the sculpture in, which was a rose, right, then the Kisei would be complete. And then it would have the same power as that tool that he'd been given by the forest man. Vista and he searched, looked more, and he saw that flower, that rose, which was missing at the top of the throne, is placed underneath the kisei. You need to take it from down on the bottom and put it on the top. And then the throne will have the power of this this um, this tool, this teva. Because the king that was did everything with chokhmah. In a way that no one would bina would understand um, this idea. Until you would, until would come a chacham muflag shiavinas edavar. We say enchud says in Pirkei Avos en chacham and bina and bina and chokhmah. Right, you need one to have the other. And then they would be able to to uh, to um, tune, like to to tune an instrument is to to guide, to direct, and to switch and make orderly all of these things as is appropriate. So it's it's um, it's interesting that he uses the word teva to describe the the kli which he had before that. That word was never used previously to describe that uh, singing tool that he had, right? He does it three times, right? He doesn't call it a kli, he doesn't call it a whatever. He refers to it here as a teva and nowhere else, right? So I first, I th- if it wasn't for the parentheses, I would have read it, that this throne was made from the wood of the teva, which teva... Tevis Noyach, right? That's that would be the, the last Teva that I know about because there's no previous mention of a Teva in the story, right? They teach that it is, but okay, fine. The the parentheses directs us that that's exactly what he's talking about, but um, but if so, right? What is the Teva but the the, the handiwork of the tzaddik? Right? The tzaddik Ador received its sivui from Hashem received instructions from Hashem, how he was to save the world, right? What his mission was. And it was something, it was a vessel he built with his own hands, right? And it gave life to the animals, right? His Noach's connection, he didn't save uh, any people, but he saved a lot of animals, right? He saved all the animals, right? He saved all the people too, but that was sort of Mimele, he and his family, fine, come in. But he, so there's a connection between Noah and the animals, the power that Noah had, uh, and the animals, right? Um, that's the the animals kind of stopped being just sort of byproducts of creation, we can say, and they became something that Hashem, like Hashem, could have wiped out all the animals and then just recreated them. Why not? I don't know. He did it once. He could do it again. Let all the animals die, right? Or hide them. You know, Hashem could have hid them all in a cave or something, or who knows what, right? He's Hashem. He could have written the story any way he wanted. He wanted it. So the Dafka, the Tzadikador, had to make a space for the animals to save them, right? That, that Hashem now was like choosing that the animals should, should remain, right?
Um, so, so that makes sense. With somehow it connects to the to the vessel that he had that turns the animals from something, this you know, just a behemoth wandering through the woods. Or you put on any animal, put on a horse, they put it on a cow, whatever, and it can start to sing. I like to sing, I like the spring and the sing and the bingo, right? V'chein hamita, and so too with the mita, this bed or couch thing. Right, so he understands somehow he intuits that there's something on the bottom of the throne that needs to be put on the top of the throne. So, I don't know the the Shoshana, right? Rav Steinzaltz has a book I think called the Thirteen Petaled Rose that I started, I didn't finish, so I apologize for not not having done the research before. But the he mentions that this rose is on the bottom of the throne. Right, and that reminds me of. I think I might have pointed it out uh, before. The the what's on the bottom of the throne is the. Um, so Rabbeinu says in Torah Aleph in Tinyana in the second half of Luke of he he, do, he brings a Gemara from Shabbos when Moshe Rabbeinu goes on to Har Sinai to get the Torah, and he's afraid that the that the angels are going to burn him with the fire of their mouths. So what does Hashem say? Hashem says cling to the bottom of my throne and you'll be saved from the fire of their mouths. Okay? So here also we have, um, well, we, we don't have a flaming lion that's in, um, that's in the Baltfila, the flaming lion. We have a golden lion that'll swallow you, right? So in the same way that, um, in the same way that Mushrabenu was saved from uh, the fire of the angels by <coughs> clinging to the bottom of Hashem's throne, right? So, and what's under there is the M Kol Chai, the source of all life, Ima Bina, right? Once again, Bina. Um, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so to here, he's got to take something from the bottom of the throne that's going to prevent him from being um, eaten up by the lions, okay? By the, by the mechanical animals along the way. Um, how much is happening here? Um, yeah, I think I'll stop there for now because then it kind of gets to the end, I think. Fine. All right, with that... Um, have a lovely Shabbos.